start. The old saying is, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so I think that's maybe good advice, too. You just have to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 93rd episode of the Hallway Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us or send us a recording of your question to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We're looking for relevant and timely ideas, so please let us know if you have a show topic ruminating around in your head. Dave and Abby, this week we received an email from Emma, who will begin her first year of teaching in the fall. Congratulations, Emma. But in her email, I could feel both excitement and some nerves as she prepares for her initial year in the classroom, Mm -hmm. which makes sense to me because Mm -hmm. after many years, I still feel excitement and nerves at the beginning of of the school year. And while each of her questions could be its own podcast, Dave suggested maybe we take a rapid-fire approach and spend a few minutes on each of them. So Dave and Abby, I'm going to try to set a timer. I have little confidence that's that's actually going to work. You know this is not going to work. And I also have a little confidence that I can multitask this. So let's let's see let's see what happens. Sure. So one of Emma's first questions was, how do new teachers integrate themselves well into a school that has norms that that I don't know yet? Hmm. Or mm-hmm. how do I get to know the culture of a school that I've hardly set foot in? So any think about that. And most of these first year teachers will be um, and I'm also actually thinking of veteran teachers going to new schools because yeah, that's yeah. a reality, yeah. reality too. For sure. And and maybe they won't set foot into that building, who knows, July, early August. Um, everyone's different. But how do you go about learning about a school culture that you know nothing about? Any thoughts? It's interesting uh, just to think about back my first teaching job when, when you're kind of trying to get the lay of the land and how do you, how do you know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's I think, uh, I, that's what I'm reading in, in her yeah. question here, right? And yeah, for me, a lot of it was I found an experienced colleague who'd been there for a long, yeah. long time um, and someone who I got to know just informally as a mentor. And she was great for just like after a, a faculty meeting, she'd be like, okay, so here's what's going on and why that question right. came up. And right. that kind of person yeah. to just have like someone to who you trust. Like to backfill some of that, some yeah, of that totally. knowledge that you right. would otherwise not right. know. And, and I mean, that's something incumbent on school leaders too to make sure that they're explaining the why behind things to the new faculty as well but I'll speak for myself I don't always do real great at telling people oh yeah you don't know like we sometimes forget that when we've been Mm -hmm. in a place for a long time and so I think that's maybe some a way to try to take the temperature at least kind of what's happening Mm -hmm. if you can find somebody an experienced colleague who feels like they're a safe person for you to just come and say there's no stupid questions here Um, just I gotta know like what's going on yeah and I think too I think a lot of there's a lot of things at schools that teachers can do that are optional that, you know, even like back to school nights or like Mm -hmm. those, you know, you have to be at. But there's also uh, like games or Mm -hmm. gatherings or events for only families that teachers are welcome at but aren't required to attend. Things like that, I think, are great places to go with 
the intention of learning more. I taught at a high school, so there was ample extracurricular opportunities, Mm -hmm. right, to go watch students to, because I learned a ton about my student athletes by watching them, for example. And I learned a ton of the who's who and how does this work and all of those things by attending some of those things that weren't required of me and that, you know, sometimes I had to work to make myself go Mm -hmm. do after a day of school. But I think our big payoffs, if you can go and just absorb some of that there too. Yeah, and I I think just trying to find someone someone you know or just as as you quickly build relationship, you know, just that question of what do I need to know that no one's really telling me? Right. Like, what's, right. the, what's the <laughs> hidden curriculum? And it can be everything from, I, I remember coming here and saying, going to our first faculty gathering and just having the courage to say something like, is the expectation I dress up? Is shorts and t-shirt mm-hmm. yeah. okay? Like, just those types, types oh, of yeah. things um, that maybe people assume, you know, people assume that everybody knows, but every culture is different. So there's... Yep. There's different expectations around that. And I think also just trying to pay attention, like pay attention to what's going mm. on, um, just kind of notice and wonder. But but I think just having the courage to ask questions, to know that everybody in that building has been a first-year teacher. Right. Not everyone there is thinking like a first-year right. teacher. That's so right. I, I think it's similar, right, is that it's not they're not telling you because they want to treat you poorly or they want to ignore right. you. They're, it's just, just not put, on the front of their It's just not on the mind. front. But, yeah. when you, but when you ask, I generally have found people are more than willing to help. So mm-hmm. I'm yep. having the courage to ask. All right, question number two. And I already forgot the timer, but we'll, do, we'll keep going here. <laughs> yeah. how, do, um, how do I get students to trust me that don't know me yet? Ooh, so yeah. we're thinking about, I mean... Again, true for all of us, that first day of, of whether it's K to 12, whether it's university, we have a number of students who, who we've never, we've literally never seen. Yeah. Emma's going to be in the same position. Mm-hmm. How do you get students to trust you even though they mm-hmm. don't know you? I think you have to do some sort of level of self-disclosure oh, yeah. on that first yeah. day. If you want self-disclosure mm. from students, yeah. I think you have to be willing. So, like, one of my things in Alice's College, but I always put together a little slide about myself, mm-hmm. right, yeah. at the beginning. Because I'm going to ask them to tell me a little bit about them. So I yeah. kind of answer generally the same things I'm going to ask yeah. Yeah. them. Because I, I do think you have to know them, and they have to yeah. know you before that trust can oh, develop. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I always call that the golden rule for teachers, right? Never yep. ask students to do things you wouldn't yeah. be willing to do yourself. And that I totally agree with what you just said, mm-hmm. Abby, that sense of self-disclosure. And that doesn't mean you need to spill your whole life no, story to no. them or anything I mean, like that. It can be curated. It can yeah. be, like, packaged, you totally. know. But you have version. to re- be really <laughs> willing to go first. Yeah. 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 No, and I think also just... Being curious about who they are, like oh, asking yeah. them about their, you know, obviously getting yeah. to know their name, but but just, again, paying attention, to asking them about, hey, what do you love? Being curious about mm-hmm. the, the small details that may have nothing to do with school, have nothing to do with curriculum or homework yeah. or just being interested mm-hmm. in them so that they walk away feeling like, 
I ma- I matter to this this new teacher. And it can be really hard, especially I'm thinking for middle school and high school teachers, where you've got a lot of students coming through your classroom yeah. every day. So I'd like to keep track of that. And not yeah. that you need to like sit down and quick take notes on every student you have, yeah. but if if somebody says something significant, it's not yeah. a bad idea to just jot that one down. Yeah. And so yeah. you can like have a couple of notes for yourself yeah. to remember. But oh, this student, I got to remember this. Yeah. Or even like some sort of exit ticket or yeah. Yeah. entrance yeah. ticket to start yeah. to put faces to names yeah. and. Remember details. You know, I, I remember a, a teacher on the fir- on the first day um, inviting teacher or inviting students. I think the question was something like, "When you feel supported by me, what does that look like as your mm. grade six teacher?" Or, or is there anything I need to know about about learning that you yep. love or that is hard? Like just anything like that again, and and allowing them to do that privately. And mm. and I've also even seen people send something like that home to parents, just like, sure. hey, what is something mm-hmm. I need to know about your child that that's going to be helpful for me to help them succeed? And you're not asking them to bear their soul, but just hey, any little insight that helps you as a teacher. Um, is going to help them succeed, and when you want their best, when you have their best in mm-hmm. mind, I think that does naturally build trust. One more thing I'll suggest for that too. Um, I found it's really helpful. I do this with I did this with middle schoolers. I've done this with graduate students uh, to be really clear about like here are my expectations. So what yeah. you can expect from mm-hmm. me, and yeah. also what I expect of you, yeah. and to be able to just say that and clear as kind yeah. for for yeah, that too. Absolutely. Just lay it out there for them. Yeah, I, I remember uh, Marcus Todd, a, a wonderful teacher that that I taught with. Um, just developing some of those norms as a class, yeah, even like yep. your voice matters. Mm-hmm. This isn't just mm-hmm. I trust you to have input into what we're going to evaluate yeah. and value as a class, and you can guide that as, as a teacher. But finding ways to elevate their voice, I think, is always helpful. What's the best or worst advice you got about? teaching. I think we actually did a podcast about this so 80, 80 episodes. Oh, this could have been pre-Abby. This might have been before Abby joined us. But Abby, what, how about you? If you think about, about yeah. advice you uh, You know, you I don't know that it was pre-teaching. I think it was during my first year. Okay. The advice that I'm thinking of. One of the veteran teachers who taught down the hall for me at break one day came in my room and sat in one of the desks. Oh, and yeah. I was, it was afternoon, right? And it was, I don't know what was going, but he could probably see that I was stressed. And he, he, he looked at me and he said, you are doing more work than your students are. Oh, wow. And they should be the ones doing the work because that is how they learn. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Wow. And he said, you should not be doing more work than they are. Yeah, that's a good reminder, though. It was a good reminder it, mm-hmm. that I shouldn't just be the one preparing and talking, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Pass, you know, it was what can I design and how can I get them yeah. involved? It's really powerful. It was really powerful. Yeah. yeah, it was really good advice. I got some on. great advice from my mentor, Dave Scalhaus, when I was a senior in university, just about the importance of planning. Like, don't oh, mm-hmm. don't underestimate the importance mm-hmm. of planning and how how that trickles down, not just into pedagogy and learning, but culture and classroom discipline. Oh, yeah. And so he just stressed so much, Matt, is like, don't always go in with, with a solid plan because... Yeah, and it made me realize there's often a correlation between, man, class doesn't seem like it's going well, or 
yeah, and this plan actually isn't that right. isn't that one. <laughs> yeah. like, and, and then I just think of when I was student teaching with, under with Bill Elgersma, who's also a mentor for me. Mm. Um, him just reminding to take Friday nights off. Like there's yeah. always work. That's good food. advice. And he said he said that is good advice. You can walk away from it on Friday, even if you get back to it on Saturday. Just make sure you just take a few hours where you're just like I'm done for a little while. So. Yeah. What if you have a different approach than a seasoned teaching partner? So I, this mm. is a really interesting for me to think about because we're mm. we're on the other end of that, yeah, I right. guess, right? We have. Are you calling us seasoned? <laughs> that's not the word. That's is not that the word. Right it's not the word I. I feel like that's the hospitable <laughs> word here. Um, okay, as older, I mean, yeah. as sees as long, long teachers, teachers, yeah. Yeah. teachers, as people who have, have done experience. this for more than one year. Yeah. So now you have a new, and I, I can remember being that new teacher oh, yeah, coming yeah. in with all these ideas and right. all this energy. Right. How do you, how do you balance again being who mm-hmm. you are and having these new ideas and energy and working with someone who does have more experience and yeah. you're gonna have different approaches. Ooh. How do you how do you balance like hey like this is a veteran teacher with lots of wisdom, um, and also being like hey like we teach who we are yeah yeah thoughts on that Dave well I think because that can cause conflict <laughs> oh it can for sure yeah. uh, so I'm thinking of this uh, the class I'm teaching this summer is issues in education that's part of my argument in that whole course anytime there's issues in education almost always it's because there's a conflict of philosophies or a conflict of worldviews um, and and conflict is is very real right so I think for for me as a new teacher to have the humility to know that I don't have this all figured out yet mm-hmm. right I think that that is an important piece of it it is but also, two things can be true, as Abby yep. sometimes says, yep, to, to have that humility, but also to say just because someone has been doing this for 20 years doesn't mean they have it all figured out either, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think both of those things can be true. And so to discern when is the right mm-hmm. time to press in and when is yeah. the right time to just go along, that, that's yeah. the harder question for me. And yeah. I don't have a tidy answer yeah. for that one, unfortunately. Right. I don't know. And I think, too, as a new teacher, I think it's important to to be true to who you are in your oh, classroom, yes. I would be I would be reticent to try to expand my opinion outside of my classroom sure. as a new teacher, yeah. right? Yep. To yep. to really get to know what I believe and mm-hmm. and what works about it yeah. and why I think that, and yep. to have a solid grounding in it before I'm going to go out and mm. try to. Influence yeah. <laughs> other people that in that, others, yeah. yeah, and I would and I would learn and listen and watch a lot. Yeah, yeah. yep, no. and and but also teach who I am in yep. in my room when it all possible, right? And and again, for new teachers to have the humility to say when things are going sideways or not mm-hmm. the way you wish they would, to like step into a seasoned veteran right. colleague's classroom and say, "Hey, help me out here," right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think most veteran colleagues, healthy veteran colleagues, will yeah. give you kind, yeah. specific, helpful advice. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's such, it's so important, Dave. Like, I, I think, yeah, find those people who, when you say, I'm having a bad day or it didn't go well, um, just sit and listen, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, like, that's hard. Like, that they empathize with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, that because it's not always, like, it's not always safe to share that with everyone if we're that's honest, right? right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, and so find those people. But, uh, 
But I also think find those people who will give you healthy feedback. Like it's it's easy in any school to find people who are going to dump on the students, or totally. it's their fault, or yeah. it's. And I think you want to be careful with that too on the on the bad days, just to to not point the finger right away, but just say yeah, or the system, or yeah. the principal, or yeah. the right. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to have the courage. Yeah, to have the courage. To say, what could I have done differently? Or, mm-hmm. or it just, for whatever reason, it just didn't go that well. Mm-hmm. And, and not to blame it all on yourself, but also not to blame it all on everyone. It's just, mm-hmm. it just You just don't hit a home run every day. No, like, you don't. That's, that's, yeah. the that's the reality of it. So, yeah. hey, here's, a, here's another good question. I'm, I'm curious to hear your answers on this. How, how do you get to know a new curriculum when you're staring down New school, new oh, curriculum. Man. You've never had your own classroom. You got nine months in front of you. That can be really intimidating. Where, where do you start? <laughs> and then we'll write a book oh, yes. to answer this so question. Yeah, where know, might you start? The old saying is, "How do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one bite at a time." <laughs> yeah, okay. right. And so I think that's maybe good advice too. You just have to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And I would encourage, and I'm basing this on my own experience of not starting that planning ahead process early enough. I'd say, mm-hmm. like, as soon as you have access to the curriculum, take that first bite. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. just just start getting comfy and familiar with what resources do I have at my disposal? What standards do I have to teach in this grade level? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can't do everything perfectly your first year. So mm-hmm. just also recognize that, that you can't do everything perfectly your first year. And so maybe pick one or two subjects. I'm thinking for elementary teachers, pick one or two subjects mm-hmm. that you're going to really focus more on yeah. in that first year. And then once you get those ones dialed in a little bit, then that's that year two, you can choose another subject or two, yeah. right? Um, for middle school, high school teachers, you might have to do the same kind of thing. Not to say we're going to just like throw up our hands and say, we can't do it. We, it's too much. Teaching is hard work, right? Like yeah. you show up and you do the hard work every day. Um, but we also might have to have less than our ideal situation, especially that first year, mm-hmm. right? But you have Yeah, I think if I would go back and do it again, I would do more backwards planning oh, right yeah. like so where do i want to be by may yeah interesting and or start even in december where do yeah. i you know where do i want to be by the end of the first yeah. semester yeah. okay so now that means i have this much time for this and this yeah. much time for this and this yeah. and then start doing the detail work yeah right yeah. um instead of just starting at the beginning and planning yeah. all the details mm-hmm. because then it's easier to get in the weeds yeah. and get right. off track <laughs> and yeah. realize that you only have two weeks before yeah. the semester ends yeah. and you're not you know I have 80 pages to yes exactly yeah. exactly so I would I would block mm-hmm. you know do some yeah. do some rough blocking and then and then get into the details yeah that made, that makes me think sends a shiver up my spine of what my first year of teaching when we lived in Montana we got there at the end of July beginning of August I got the I just started writing lesson plans it was yeah. crazy like that whole first week I just started oh, writing yeah. lesson plans and the second week I was like oh I gotta I gotta rewrite these because they were like I I didn't actually look and what was expected. I just wanted to start writing lesson plans. And I, I think if you can start interacting with the curriculum, just start getting yep. familiar mm-hmm. with it. If you can do that, you know, throughout the summer and then, hey, what, like, what is the end plan, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then go yeah. from there. And, and again, ask your, ask your partner teachers, ask people on your team, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where do they start, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what might be a That's place, good advice. What might be a place to start eating the elephant, <laughs> so, yep. so to speak. Yep. So. Hey, we, there's also moments when you, you run into students and whether they're 
discipline situations or just awk students say awkward things or how do you how do you converse with students when you feel awkward and you just don't know what to oh say oh, you're literally speechless the the worst part about teaching middle schoolers is sometimes they say things that are so inappropriate and it's like the funniest thing of yeah, course and you yeah. can't laugh right yeah. well you can laugh but only the one time depends, right? yeah. <laughs> depends, depends. on the kid depends yeah. on the situation um Boy, that is such a hard thing, right? And and when kids say something that's awkward in class, like how do yeah. you recover or if the whole class is losing it and yeah. you feel that pressure? I remember having yeah. those lessons where I felt like I need to somehow be the disciplinarian yeah. now and like I'm going to lay down the law. But all I want to do is laugh yeah. along with them, right? Um, and so, yeah, how do you remain true to yourself while also not losing yeah. where you're going with right. the class, right? Like I don't Oh, man, that's an impossible situation. It is. That's hard. <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'm just I'm just thinking too. Like if I, it, part of it is if there's a discipline situation. One of the things I try to remind myself of is that sometimes you have more time than you think, right? So mm, like, yeah. uh, too often I think when I've when I felt like I had to say something, I said the wrong thing. So like, especially if you can feel yourself being upset, like mm. how do I step back? How do mm-hmm. I buy myself time? Or or sometimes you have to. To save a student from themselves, right? Like totally. they, they just <laughs> end up talking and can't stop, and for for whatever reason. Yeah. And so sometimes it's it's I can remember trying a teacher, watching a teacher, um, observing a teacher and a student in their class being like that, and it was like, oh, like this is just feels. You felt awkward for everyone, and yeah. this and the teacher giving the student something like a stapler or a piece of paper and say, okay, bring this to the office. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they mm-hmm. save the student from this awkward situation. That's good. Like, yeah. without shame, without... And yeah. I just thought, man, that was just really brilliant teaching, right? And, and you're going to have times as a teacher or as a teacher where you need to save students socially yeah. Yeah. and they don't know how to get out of right. it out of it themselves. Right. And just give them a little bit of space that way yeah. to recover. Yeah. The other thing I would say is if it is a discipline situation, if you any boy, don't humiliate kids publicly, oh, right? So right like now. if you can if you have to discipline kids, always do that part privately. Yeah. And if that means like stepping out into the hall for just a second yeah. with them, um, if it can wait until yeah. later, keep them for a minute and have yeah. that conversation after yeah. class. And something I've learned too with my own kids and with high school kids, with middle school kids, get curious, right? Yeah. Often yes. yeah. there is more going on than you have any idea yeah. is going on. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why right. you're freaking out because yeah. I didn't realize this just happened to right. you. Right. And like so often, I think when you just react instead of getting yeah. curious first, you get yourself into a deeper hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote that too. Yeah. I wrote that down. I said, ask a question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ask a question. Try, mm-hmm. to, try to lead with a question. If you, you know, can. make an observation. You seem stressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there something I Is need to know? Is there something going something. on? Yeah. Yep. No, and and I think I think a lot of times kids want to tell you actually, like students want to yeah. share, like like it's a they are it is this pent up what anxiety or whatever sure. and even if in the moment they don't just that you notice that even that can yeah. take the take it the can. pressure mm-hmm. off for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think this is the last question is a great one, Dave and Abby. It's simply, what if I get it wrong? <laughs> what if I get it wrong? And you will. <laughs> and you will. Yeah. We all yeah. do. We all yeah. do. 
Yeah, that's, oh, that's a good question. And I think this is just the hard truth, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, right? Teaching is not for the faint of heart. This, no. this is hard work. Yeah. It's good work. It's the yeah. best profession I can imagine. I love it. And it is just hard. Yeah. And, and we don't get it right all the time, right? So, okay, name that. How then do we develop the resilience to deal mm-hmm. with that reality, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you got to have some strategies in place for when things go sideways, because they will. How are you, you going to recover? So you got to know yourself, right? So like for me, I'm going to go get on my bike and yeah. I'm just going to go pedal out my aggression for a while because some days yeah. are like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or take a walk or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's healthier and unhealthier ways to cope. Yeah. But I think that yeah. oftentimes exercise is a good one um, mm-hmm. to just bleed off the stress. Yeah. And I think where appropriate, you can name it. To students, if they were involved, or to colleagues, right? Like, hey, I wish I hadn't done that yesterday. I didn't react well. That's right. To that. And owning that. Owning that, naming it. mm -hmm. I think that's an important part. If you, I always think that if we are expecting students to apologize and move on and learn, we have to be willing to model that as teachers, too. And I think a lot of teachers feel like they can't because then their authority somehow, but I actually think it gains you more credit and trust yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. because you're a real human being and stands with students right? instead mm-hmm. of being this caricature up in front right. of the classroom you're a yeah. real human being yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think too trying to try just not to carry it all right whether that's journaling whether it's having a professional conversation or mm-hmm. just say can i talk this through with you like mm-hmm. i just feel like can you feed back to me what you're hearing me say like mm-hmm. do i need to contact the parent just seeking wise Seeking wise counsel. I also think that going for a bike ride, going for a ride, going for a walk, whatever that looks like. I I think sometimes I, I know I could have a tendency when I got it wrong, then I, I'm going to stay at school longer and longer and longer. Right. And, and you can be there till 6, 630 and you're actually not getting anything done except replaying it something over and over in your yeah. head. And sometimes the best thing you can do is get away for an hour and it's maybe you come back to it that night, but just... Yeah. Get out of there for a bit, then come back and, and regroup. And, and I know it's really easy to say be kind to yourself. But oh, but I, that's but, a real thing, but too. But I think that is a real yeah. thing. Like, be kind, be kind to yourself. Friends, we know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. Whether it is this day, this week, this month, or this summer, we hope that the Lord <laughs> gives you what you stand in need of. And we'd like to send you from here with this blessing. So to our listeners who we are so thankful for. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. Man, good advice, you guys. Yeah, good work. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, and welcome to the party, new teachers. Yeah, right? No, it's true, though, right? Like, it's...